Welcome to Behind the Bookshelves. My name is Richard Davis, and this Abe Books podcast is dedicated to telling the stories behind books and the people who love them. Today, we're heading off to Iowa and visiting another bookshop that sells on Abe Books. We're speaking to Neil Sylvan from the Haunted Bookshop in Iowa City. Established in 1978, the Haunted Bookshop offers more than 50,000 titles in more than 80 different sections, ranging from Iowa to poetry, children's books to ecology, classical studies to science fiction, and much, much more. When visiting, you can explore 10 rooms in this historic 1847 building. So, welcome, Neil. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for uh, joining us today. Um, let's get the obvious question out of the way. Where does your shop's name come from? We're named after a novel by Christopher Morley, which was an inspiration to the original owner of the business. So that's uh, The Haunted Bookshop. Uh, it's a pretty famous novel to people who like books about books. It's uh, like a biblio mystery, right? It is, and I think it's the part at the end of the second chapter where the, uh, the bookstore owner in the book is talking about why he's so passionate uh, that really rang true for, for the fellow who started the business. Right, okay. Uh, so let, let's talk about the bookshop. Um, it looks fantastic on the pictures I can see on your website. Can you describe the building to us? Uh, it's a local sandstone, um, kind of a yellow color and two stories high. The building was built... Uh, just the same year that uh, Iowa's leading university, the University of Iowa, was founded. So this is one of the oldest buildings in our town and and uh, has appeared in, in a great many pictures about Iowa City's history. Right. So Iowa City is a is a college town, correct? University of Iowa is, is in, in your town? Yes. Right. Okay. Um, so I presume that does influence... Your business, to an extent, I've, I've talked to other um, sellers in college towns, and one told me that it's helpful having all the academics in the town because they're a good source of business, but also a good source of books. That is certainly true. Um, because this is a used bookstore, I am really grateful that we have you know just a, a wide range of different disciplines here in the town, and uh, our patrons come from across those. And I think it is true that my favorite part um, is the access this gives me to books that I normally wouldn't be able to find. So I presume you've got a pretty strong academic slant across all of those 80 different sections. We do. Um, and also extensive poetry and literature and translation, which are two of the things uh, that are most famous about Iowa University. Right. So I'm thinking also that the agricultural section must be pretty strong as well where, with your location. <laughs> well, we have a bunch of gardening books, but uh, okay. <laughs> not, not a lot in the traditional agricultural sense. No. Right. All right. Okay. Um, also, when I was browsing through your website, I could see that cats appear to be an important aspect of the bookshop. I would say that the university students really appreciate having therapy cats just down the street. Um, they are not trained therapy cats, but they often serve that purpose for people who are missing their kitties from home. Um, they are quite famous. Uh, one of the cats has um, photobombed a documentary about a Chinese author uh, who is here for the international program. Um, 
One of them has a fan page in what I believe to be Armenian, although I'm not a linguistic expert. Um, <laughs> so they are, they're appreciated across a really odd section of the world. So is it almost as if a cat is assigned to a room or you have a room named after a, uh, you have certain you have the 10 rooms and they seem to be named and there seems to be plenty of cats to go around for each room. <laughs> Only one room is actually named after a cat and it actually isn't a haunted bookshop cat. This building was uh, the site of Murphy Brookfield Books, which is still in existence as an online store. Um, but we purchased the building from them and moved in when they switched to their online format. And they had a cat named Martha. And so one of the rooms is named after Martha. Right. So this the, the bookshop predates your involvement. Is that correct? Well, I was only seven months old when it started. So, yes. Okay. You had limited capacity to help then. Uh, <laughs> and, and it's had multiple locations. And perhaps you can explain how it came to be, how it started and how it came to be in your hands. So the, um, the fellow who started it, who was so inspired by the Morley novel, um, launched the bookshop in his home uh, with his wife. And they had the, the place for about three years in their home. And then they moved to a rented building, um, which is actually where it was when I bought the store in 2004. And then we expanded to a larger area. Um, we were there for about five years. And then Murphy Brookfield decided they were going to go online. And, and we bought the house in which they had held their store. And the, the particular building you're in now surely 1847 that's pretty old for iowa isn't it the state of iowa uh, was founded in 1846 so this is well must be one of the Month. first yes um in fact this is the oldest architecturally intact example of uh, greek revival which was the popular style when uh when the state was founded okay. I think there are only three buildings in the town that are older than this house Right. Okay. Okay. So, so you, you must have certain responsibilities to look after the building then I'm guessing. And they're a pleasure to do. It's, this is a wonderful building. It's very sturdy, um, <laughs> very well insulated. The walls are a foot thick. So it's, yeah. and it's beautiful. It's, uh, Excellent. Um, big tall so what, windows in every room. So I can, yes. Yeah. I can imagine. Um, so what's your, uh, What's your story? How did you begin your journey into bookselling? How, how did it start for you? There are several different places where I can start the story, but um, I think probably everyone knew this is where I was headed when I was about oh six years old. And there was a movie um, made of the book, The Neverending Story by Michael Enda. And uh, I saw this movie and then went to school and the, the little girls in class were talking about wanting to be like the, the childlike empress and the little boys wanted to be like a Treyu, the hero. Um, and I was thinking, no, you know, the, there was that bookstore at the beginning with that cranky old guy and stacks of leather books. That's, I want, that's what I want to do. It was a series of improbable coincidences that led me here. I was actually in Paris at Shakespeare and Company um, when I realized this is actually the profession for me. Um, and when I came home and there was a bookstore for sale six blocks from my mother's house, so it was kind of kind of obvious at that point where to go. 
did my uh, sort of training experience um, at a bookstore in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, called Red Books. And then I bought The Haunted in 2004. Okay. And uh, so today, is The Haunted Bookshop also your home? We actually have a separate house, but anybody who's driven past at night will tell you that <clears throat> it's hard to tell that I leave the building sometimes. <laughs> right. So once the customers leave, you're probably cataloging books and reshelving and shipping out well, orders and things like that. And succumbing to the temptation to read my own merchandise. Oh. Yeah, we'll get to that one in a minute. Um, <laughs> so, so what uh, what do you see the people of Iowa City buying? What are the do you see trends? Is there like a strong local interest in local literature, or what do you see people shopping from you? Well, part of the the, the way that being in a university town works is that there's seasons to our year, much as an agriculturalist would see seasons to a farm. So when the students arrive in the fall, we sell a lot of literary classics, um, books about sociology, journalism, not necessarily textbooks, but you know, trade paperback nonfiction that is being used for class. Um, toward the holidays, we sell a lot of, I carry board games that are related in some way to books um, and also attractive editions of of fiction or of uh, history. And then toward the summer, we sell a lot of poetry, um, literature and translation. Um, we have a children's section and the children are more likely to come in over the summer when they have time away from school. And which is your, as a bookseller, what's your favorite season? All of them. The well, reason I never went to graduate school is because I couldn't decide what to major in. So here I get to follow all of my passions. Does, you, uh, does your partner also work in the store or um, do you have a small staff or how does it work? My husband has taken up some responsibilities at the shop over the past year because we have just had a baby. Right. Uh, Congratulations. Actually, thank you. Uh, for the last 17 years, it's mostly been me and the cat. Right. Okay. Um, well, uh, thank you so much for telling us about the store. Um, since you were saying that you can't resist reading the books, um, that's exactly my last question. What books or books are you currently reading? I usually have three books going at once. Um, one in an audio format. We're big supporters of Libro.fm. And so I listen to... Um, I'm listening to a Richard Powers novel, Bewilderment. Right. I'm also reading um, a history of bookbinding. And my side novel, um, I've decided to start trying to read more Nobel winners. So Olga Tokarczuk is my current project. Right. That's quite a spread. I think <laughs> Richard Powers is nominated for the Booker Prize. I think. I think that is. Uh and uh, a book about bookbinding, well, that's almost um, that's almost homework, really, isn't it, for you to, I would have thought. Well, it, it can be viewed as professional reading, but for me, it's just another avenue of curiosity. Right. And especially in this town where 
conversations about books just kind of start and stop everywhere. You can be in the, the diner down the street um, or waiting for your car to be fixed at the shop and people will break out into conversations. So I like to keep up on what everybody else is reading. Does that surprise you when sort of I was slap bang in the middle of the States, really? <laughs> it would surprise people, I think, um, who didn't know what to expect. But most Iowans are aware that because of the international writing program um, at the university here, this is an incredibly literate town, so much so that we were named the UNESCO City of Literature. So the writing program, that's a pretty famous one I, I remember now. That must pull in writers from all over the world. And that's probably why some of my cats have fan pages in languages I don't know. Right. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, that's good. Um, it's uh, good to have that international audience, I think. You never know who's going to be walking into the shop. Yes. And what re books they're going to recommend to me. Oh, so many poets um, who have studied here and, and uh, quite a few essayists who are quite popular as well, um, such as John Zagata. Yeah. So wow. lots of different yeah. types of writing covered here. Well, it sounds like a wonderful place to have a bookshop. You, uh, you must be very lucky. You, well, you are very lucky. I am. All right. Okay. Um, okay. So that's what we have time for today. So uh, thank you, Neil Sylvan from the Haunted Bookshop in Iowa City for joining us and telling us all about your store. Thanks for the conversation. It was delightful. Thank you so much. You can find the Haunted Bookshop at 219 North Gilbert Street in Iowa City and online at eBooks as well. Uh, thanks for listening. My name's Richard Davis, and you've been listening to an Abe Books podcast, and we'll see you all again soon.